everyone. Welcome back to another edition of Star Sound Speaks. This is your host, Irliana Samsara, episode 115. So today I'm talking about Leo, Leo season and uh, August astrology. So it's a, I'm going to give you a quick walk through um, the various um, transits that are coming this way for the month. And uh, we also, <laughs> I, I figured, you know, it being Leo season, um, which is my birthday month, August, being my solar return coming up again. Um, so naturally, no bias, of course, my favorite month. Um, <laughs> so I thought I would tell you some really cool stories um, that relate to Leo. So um, true stories and uh, funny, and I think you'll enjoy them. So anyway, before we get started with, with the fun stuff, we will get, uh, get to, right to it. So Leo season, okay we had the full moon. We have two full moons in Leo this month. So it's a lot of Leo energy. It's a lot about demanding our attention. The full moon at Leo was the other day at one degree. And as I said, it was intense. And this is why this broadcast, by the way, is, is a day late because I had a little episode, some health, uh, health sharing, health challenges, and uh, very much related to my chart and the stars. Anyway, um, and then we have another, we have the new moon in Leo on August 8th, and then we'll have a final uh, full moon at 29 degrees. So the beginning of the sign and the end of the sign, 29 degrees Leo Aquarius um, on uh, at the end of August. So, uh, which actually is the 22nd of August. So anyway, um, so a lot of Leo energy. And, and what is Leo? Well, it's the, it's a fire sign, obviously. And it is uh, fixed fire. So it's a fixed fire sign. So if you think about fire in terms of the elements, when we think about the element and divine light and divinity coming down and establishing itself into the earth plane, we think about fire is first, right? It's the light, right? And then, then the air, air descends. And so things start to coalesce a little more into the third dimension. So the element of air follows fire, and then it gets a little more dense, it then water, the, the water element, and then finally earth. So earth is the densest of the elements, obviously, as, as we, it's like the same, the idea of us being from pure spirit, and then how soul becomes embodied into the third dimension. So fire signs, very close to divinity, right? Any, any, if you have any planets and fire signs, um, the sun or any planet, you know, it, it's definitely um, very, very close. And of course, Leo being ruled by the sun, right? We don't have a planet ruling our sun. We have the sun ruling our sun, right? And so I'm the boss. No, <laughs> negative side of Leo, pardon me. Uh, yeah, well, we'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> anyway, um, the, 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 no pun intended, but the bright side of Leo is that divinity light. It's shining our light. It's being courageous and passionate and brave and playful, right? Think of like little lion cubs playing around with mama. Um, Leos uh, can be very protective, of course. You know, don't mess with my playtime. Uh, don't mess, <laughs> and don't mess with me, right? Because, as the uh, lion said in the, in the Wizard of Oz, you know, I am the king of the forest, right? And it's in the, and, but of course, underneath that all, look at that archetype. Underneath it all, he was really scared, right? He was like, 
that's why they called him like the cowardly lion. He, but he really, he really was, um, he was just not in touch with his courage, right? So until the very end. And so the, um, it's, it's interesting because this is where we draw so much from these, these archetypes, you know? So Leo, the lion, the brave, the brave heart, right? The brave, that's just so Leo. Cur Leonis, the fixed uh, star Regulus is in at 29 degrees of Leo, which is now gone into one degree of Virgo after 2000 years being at 29 degrees of Leo, um, it has shifted into a zero Virgo. But um, that's the Cur Leonis, the heart of the lion in the constellation Leo. <clears throat> so anyway, Yes, it's about bravery, about fun, about being courageous. So with the sun in Leo, this is our season to have fun, to be brave. Um, we don't want to be Mick Jagger. We, we are. <laughs> we are Mick Jagger. That, that archetype is, is in us, you know, and, and it gets to come out and play in, in Leo season. So I would just say to you, have fun. All right. Yeah, there's some challenges here along the way. Nothing that we can't handle. You know, we've got this, right, um, this month. Um, so, yes, I would say, um, you know, also observe cats. Cats are a great, <laughs> there's our Leo archetype. It's very simple. If you have a cat as a pet or no one's a, someone who has a cat as a pet, they, they run the house, right? They own the house. You do not own, you know, your name may be on a mortgage, but you don't own that house. You know it, right? And that's, and how to treat Leo? Well, obviously with respect, um, <laughs> petting cats, right? We love you, we love you, we love you. Uh, it works. <laughs> um, and I love that my most favorite uh, annoying thing is, of course, they're the kings and the queens. So when they, they insist they have to come in, they have to come in at, you know, at the patio door. And then you finally open the door. It's like, okay, okay. And then they stand there and they stand and they look and they lie down and they roll on their back and it's like, hello, I am air conditioning or heating the neighborhood, uh, hello, you know, but you have to wait. <laughs> it's like, ah. So um, if you have friends who exhibit these characteristics, please be kind and love them unconditionally. They will love you forever for it. And you better be loyal, right? <laughs> There's one thing that we cannot stand is disloyalty because that, that hurts like hell. Anyway, so there's just some fun stuff there. Um, anyway, so let's go, let's talk about what is um, going on here uh, with, the, with the planets. Um, Jupiter is going to head back into Aquarius. Hold on a second, let me just check my dates here. Yeah, okay, so on Wednesday, July 28th, we are going to have Jupiter move back into the sign of Aquarius, and that's where it will stay until December 28th. So for the next five months, it will be in the sign of back in Aquarius. And, you know, one of the things I, um, many people saw about that was that we might have to go back to more, you know, mandatory mask wearing and things like that with COVID. And honestly, you know, here it is, it hasn't even gone back there yet. And already there's talk of that. And, and when you think about Pisces, it being in the sign of Pisces, you know, that was Pisces rules infections and so Jupiter, it brings expansion and an increase. So, um, you know, but it also brings a divine grace and luck. So we've been having, you know, we can see where we had a bit of both, but I would say too, with this Delta variant that we've, you know, heard about in the news, 
there's been a huge increase of that. And so this whole tussle going on with, you know, lockdown versus, um, or bringing back masks or lockdown or what have you. And, you know, here's like the UK, for example, they were just celebrating the reopening of all their bars and restaurants, like the lifting of all restrictions, but at the same time, wasn't, um, what's his name, was in quarantine, uh, Boris Johnson. And he, and also just the whole idea about the increase, it, it just, you know, went off the charts again. So it's just so crazy, right? But then Jupiter coming back in the sign of Aquarius may mean very well because of course Aquarius is ruled by Uranus in modern astrology and Saturn in ancient astrology. So there is Saturn being, you know, boundaries, division, separation again. So the minute Saturn went into Aquarius last um, March at zero degrees, that's exactly when the term social distancing popped up and we all had to start wearing masks. So, uh, you know, we are obviously, you know, moving through that again and um, hopefully it'll come out okay. Uh, but that's just one area that we're looking at that's very relevant to our, our, our side right now. Our, our, our situation. So Jupiter back into Aquarius, and then it'll go direct in October. It'll retrograde back and then move forward in direct motion in October, October through December. But these last few weeks, uh, uh, in, a, in a, a few weeks, in the, no, a couple of months, end of May, June, July, yeah, about two months, it's been in, in Pisces. So that was giving us a little preview around about next year. Um, because, you know, it's just that little glimpse, kind of like, uh, especially with Jupiter at zero degrees, is always, that's any kind of, any planet at the critical degree of zero degrees is going to give us this kind of broader view, kind of like when you have a movie opening and, and you know, the, the, or a Broadway show, you know, you have the, the orchestra plays the medley at the overture. You know, it's kind of like the zero degrees is the overture, right? Here's what, here are all the themes and things that we're going to be seeing and experiencing. So that's good to know. Major planet change, right? When it ingresses um, into a sign or goes back into a sign, we always want to check and see, you know, what's going on in our world and where that is in your chart. Where is increase and where is opening and expansion um, happening for you, depending on where this occurs in your chart, that's the area of your life that's going to have this revisited. So, um, so the August 1st and 2nd, we have, um, sun, the sun is going to be opposing Saturn, all right? So Saturn is in Aquarius right now, and the sun will oppose it. So the sun in Leo and Saturn in Aquarius, um, you know, if you wanted to put uh, <laughs> a song and dance to it, um, you know, I would say, I, I don't know why I think of that Robert Goulet song. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm older. Okay, I remember Robert Goulet. Not that it's like somebody I really listened to, but was it him that sang, you know, I gotta be me, I gotta be me, you know, that's kind of like the Saturn, some Saturn opposition, right? I gotta be me, the Leo, the individual shining one's light, but then Saturn's like, okay, slow down, Poppy, you know, let's, let's be wise about this. They're going, you know, Saturn really is our friend, but he's like, okay, well, think about maybe you want to do this in a way that lasts a long time, that there's a legacy involved, or that it, you think of others and bring it into a broader social context. Like, not that you can't be, we don't want to squash your creativity. We just, Saturn wants us to bring it into alignment with, you know, what's, what's best for everybody. So, 
there's that opposition that goes on and some conflict and tension and difficulties, you know, as we work out these, these two sides. And that's going to be the first, second of August, you know, being at odds with difficulties and, and working that out, right? Uh, the sixth and the seventh, the sun is going to square Uranus. So sun and Leo, Uranus and Taurus, Uranus is getting ready to retrograde. It's already at the 14 degree retrograde point and it'll retrograde around 20th of August. Um, and But there's always some upheaval and volatility when we're dealing with squares to Uranus. And so the sun, you know, my personal will versus the Uranus, you know, needing to, needing to be free. And Uranus and Taurus is like free of values um, and uh, values and possessions that no longer serve us. So it, there's this conflict and tension around those things and money too, you know, personal finances. So we could be seeing maybe there's some bravado and courage that is required in order to deal with perhaps some sudden changes, some market volatility, or just per in, in general, just our personal, uh, what we value. And so there's that volatility that can occur when the sun squares Uranus in Taurus. Um, August 8th, we have a new moon in Leo. And of course, I'll be doing a special talk just on that. But of course, double, double, double trouble, right? The sun and moon in Leo is like a new beginning to shine. To shine and be bold and brave and be wild. Be, be, don't, do you, don't even, yeah, just go for it. You know, <laughs> new identity, new beginnings, um, warmth, generosity are always, you know, greatest Leo qualities, storytelling, some embroidery involved, but hey, what can you expect as Leo? You have to entertain, right? It's the sign of show business. The show must go on. You know, it's like when you think about it too, and I, I love this when I learned this in, in my um, nightlight astrology class, we were talking about in the beginning of the, of the course, um, this uh, the archetypes and how, you know, in ancient astrology, we look at the sun's the, the path of light as it goes through the cycle. So we look at where in the Thema Mundi, the world began and you know, the metaphorical cosmic map, star map, the cancer, when the sun is in cancer, it's the beginning, right? Cancer rules birth and pregnancy and fertility. So it's like birthing, right? The light is birthed, it's reached, it, it, it's, it's in its fullness. And then in the sign of Leo, it's, it's like, yes, it, the, the light has been, um, you know, has been increasing in the, uh, you know, the Northern Hemisphere, of course, it it's exactly parallels this, but metaphorically, symbolically, with the sun reaching its zenith at the uh, solstice, the longest day of the year, and then it um, starts to decrease in light, right? So by the time it gets to Leo, the sun is is it's not noticeably waning, but it's definitely has already reached its peak. So the the feeling and the and the archetype around that is like let's let's seize this light, like carpe diem, seize the day and make something happen with the light because the lights one day is is inevitably that it's in its decline and it's going to be gone for a while and we want to make the most of it, right? So. The show must go on. You know, um, there's a great poem, the famous poem by uh, Dylan Thomas, that rage, rage against the dying of the light. You know, you think about, and like to me, that that always epitomizes the Leo energy. 
you know, because it's like, wow, we, we've got to make something happen. We've got to make this count. We've got to make every moment of light count because we're going to lose the light. So let's do it, you know, and let's not take anything for granted. So that's, there's that ferocity with which um, the Leo archetype operates, you know, it's like light and light and light and uh, making the most of it. So anyway, I just wanted to mention that. Um, and I've always felt that too. And, and it was really, it's cool being in this, in this class because I'm seeing the archetypes in a deeper, deeper way. <clears throat> Ancient astrology is really giving us this window into the, these philosophical dimensions that really make sense. And it really explains so many things that I had felt as a child. And I couldn't, of course, not knowing astrology, I couldn't articulate, but it was really, um, really fascinating. So um, I love that about, um, and I always felt that like, if you've ever known a Leo, you know, there's underlying the archetype is this desire to make everything count and make life count, make our lives count. Um, and I remember that very strongly. And I, I've, I've still to this day been driven by that. I just didn't know why until I studied it philosophically and yay, found out. Anyway, um, all right, so we've got the new moon in Leo on the 8th, the 9th and 10th Venus in Virgo is going to be opposing Neptune in Pisces. So uh, Venus is not in, in the greatest place in Virgo. It's, you know, Venus is exalted in Pisces, the opposite sign. So it's an interesting dance that it's going to have ninth and 10th. Um, I would say with that, the advice is, you know, dreaming, dreaming big, dreaming with care um, and not getting caught up in so much mental ac acuity and allow yourself, like lose yourself and allow yourself to, it's okay to be confused when we are creating, when we are con uh, connecting and networking and exercising our, um, perhaps our writing abilities and our talents and our skills. It's like, like take a dip into the mystical and, and incorporate, learn how to blend both. And then that's what that opposition is really calling us to do. Uh, plan with confidence, um, ease up on your mind and maybe not getting so hung up on details and mental, mental anxiety <laughs> around meeting people, but allowing oneself to, you know, Neptune is to um, feel inspired and and it's okay to be confused, you know, and get inspired and be poetic and allow all these mystical um, boundaries uh, to be explored and um, dissolved too. So anyway, that's just my little impromptu take. On the 16th of August, we have Venus going into Libra where she picks up domicile. So yay, it's uh, Venus is at home in Taurus and in Libra. So Venus in the air sign of Libra, um, that's a very wonderful, that's Ralph Lauren, you know, silk outfits, you know, <laughs> it's just, I don't know, I've never seen Ralph Lauren's chart, but I would always, I would wager he's got heavy duty, very well aspected Venus and many planets in Libra, if not the sun, then at least the rising or just some, some other major placements there. Um, but anyway, love and harmony sextiling the sun. Well, that's that's a very pleasant kind of transit. So Venus going to Libra. Venus spends about six weeks in the sign and it starts around the middle of August. Uh, the 22nd, we're gonna have our a full moon in Aquarius, right? It's the, the um, it'll be at 29, the sun will be at 29 degrees. And um, so that'll be the last Leo shout out, right? We've got the, the uh, 
the sun in Leo and then the moon in, and sun and moon in Leo in the, in, on the eighth. And then the finally we'll have the sun in Leo, full moon in Aquarius. 29 degrees is an anoretic or karmic degree. So that will be very, um, very full of a lot of energy and a lot of um, a lot to say around the creative individual will versus societal humanitarian the love of humanity and uh, shining one's light in that direction so it'll be a really cool engagement i would say too that maybe since it's the second full moon in aquarius is probably you know it's like a, a second chance to um having things uh coming to fruition that may be um you know, emotional um, reckoning around and um, depending on where this falls in your chart um, of self and others and maybe establishing boundaries. So again, and it might be about cutting something loose that, you know, no longer serves. So there's that going on. That will be August 22nd and um, full moon in Aquarius. So uh, now it is time to tell you a funny story, which is definitely a total Leo story. <laughs> I just thought I'd end this little, our little chat with this. Um, uh, yeah, oh, but before I do, I was, one of these, I was looking at a YouTube video earlier and one of those ads for Masterclass comes up and you know, it's a really cool, um, I've never bought a Masterclass, but I love listening, watching the little commercials because they always have these, you know, major celebrities and, heavy hitters doing these, these master classes. Well, this one was LeVar Burton, who had was the star of Roots and very long storied career, about like 45 years in show business. And uh, one of the things he's doing a master class on storytelling. So that's, that's so Leo, right? Um, but I, what I love is at the very end, and I wrote this down because I wanted to share this with you guys. He said, um, we can't have a just equitable society unless we imagine one. So I want to say that again. We can't have a just, equitable society unless we imagine one. So putting our power of imagination, focus, of course, moving into action is, but you can't move into action until you start imagining it. And I think too, with that Sun-Saturn um, opposition in Aquarius coming next week, I think that is definitely the conversation about wow, let's imagine, let's use our uh, broad, beautiful, creative Leo minds, you know, that, that Leo energy, the sun and Leo grasping that vital energy and then um, using that to create Aquarius, right? A just equitable society, something that, a society that works for everybody. So anyway, just wanted to share that. Okay, now it's storytelling time. Um, okay, so here's, here's the quintessential Leo, Leo season story. True story. Uh, I'm out of college. Um, I'm, uh, it, I'm celebrating my 22nd birthday. I had just been hired, uh, my first job out of college, wonderful, prestigious PR firm um, in, in Manhattan and uh, living the life, right? This is what I wanted, my dream job, da 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 da. Uh, my best friend, my best buddy from college, um, he joins me for lunch, takes me out to lunch for my birthday. And we're having this, Tom and I, we're having this great time and we eat lunch. He's walking me back to my office. And it is, I, I can still remember, I'm wearing this dress. It was this green striped dress. It was, at the time it was like rugby, it was the eighties, you know, rugby stripes is this, this for a fashion. Everybody wore rugby shirts. And it was like this Jersey dress with these big rugby stripes and like green and 
blue stripes. Anyway, I'm walking down the um, walking down Madison Avenue with Tom and we're getting close to, it's kind of a crowded street and we're getting close to my office building. And this couple starts walking toward us. I, I see this couple approaching and um, this very tall man and this, I guess his girlfriend or something. And they were kind of like leaning on each other and they weren't exactly walking very straight. They were kind of like a little stumbling, a little unsure of themselves, kind of like they were drunk or they might've been drunk or they might've been on drugs. I mean, whatever, just some mind, <laughs> some mind altering substance, no doubt. Uh, so anyway, they're kind of like making these unsteady steps. And so Tom and I kind of, okay, you know, kind of woo, go around that, right? Go step around them as we're making our way past, well, the guy turns around and he says to me, he goes, oh, miss, oh, miss, what size dress do you wear? What size dress do you wear? <laughs> it's like, okay, this guy is totally nuts. Like this stranger is who's stumbling is now asking me my dress size. Well, you know, if you've ever lived in Manhattan or at least visited there, you know, New Yorkers, we don't talk to each other. We don't look anybody in the eye. Nobody looks each other in the eye. There's eight million people, you'd go crazy, right? It's it's too much. It's sensory overload. So everybody's always, you know, tunnel vision. And so for that's just that. And then to even talk to strangers is like, forget it, right? So we're like, okay, this guy's clearly nuts. So we just start picking up the pace and we're walking a little faster. And um so <laughs> he turns around, he and the girl, and they start following us. So I'm like, oh my God, now I start getting a little nervous. Like somebody's following us. And he keeps calling out to me, oh miss, oh miss, <laughs> what size dress do you wear? And my heart starts to be a little faster. I start getting nervous. Well, thank goodness we just, you know, the door to the lobby of the office buildings right there. So we go sailing in. Okay, whew, we're safe. We walk past the, um, the guard desk. Okay, and we zoom into the, thank goodness there's an elevator door opening. We just zoom right in, jamming the elevator button, right? It was like, gotta get out of there. Okay, we're good, we're safe because, you know, we're in the elevator. Well, as the elevator door is closed, of course, what happens? Boom, they, they, bunt, they jump back and who's there but the guy, the guy and the girl. <laughs> And there's no one else in the elevator but Tom and I. And there's this guy and girl. And I'm like, oh my God, like there was a guard in the lobby and he didn't let this crazy man, he let this crazy man in with his girlfriend. And he didn't do a job, but I'm in a complete panic where I am, I, I couldn't move. I, I was frozen. You know, they say that when you're in a time of like trauma, like your, your um, right, your left brain, you know, just, you, you just shut down, your brain stops, you know, and you go into survival mode. Well, I, I freeze, I'm, I'm just standing there going, like, I didn't know what to do. Like, this guy was gonna kill me or something and I, I couldn't move. Well, thank God, Tom, he could move. And he grabbed my wrist and he goes, come on. And he pulls me out of the elevator and I go with him and the doors close and the, the um, people are on their way up in the elevator. My heart is beating out of my chest and practically in tears. I couldn't believe what was happening. You know, I had this wonderful birthday lunch and then this weird thing happens terrified, right? Heart beating out of the chest. We march over to the security guard. What the hell's going on here? You were supposed to protect us from weird people. What are you not doing your job? This guy's walking in and he's following me and he's calling out this weird crap and, you know, and the guy was like, mm -hmm. I never liked that. He was just kind of a jerk. But anyway, um, he, he didn't quite, he didn't apologize or anything. He was just like, doo, 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 doo. he didn't offer any solace. And I was just livid. So I march up, I go, 
I go upstairs, go back to my desk, and I call the building superintendent, like the guy's boss, right? And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna report this. So I reported to the guy, there's man, you know, the strange man followed me and he was, and I have to say the guy was like, like, oh my God, like he had, I remember his skin on his face was like really, really, really pockmarked, like really, like he had, must have had like bad acne as a you know, young person. So it was like really like crevices, you know, it was like hard to forget, very craggy and uh, not, you know, obviously out of sorts, you know, hair crazy and just shabby dress. I mean, just, just weird. So anyway, I say to the guy, you know, this man walked in and, da, 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 and you know, the, the, the guard wasn't doing his job and I'm reporting this, my safety was threatened. And um, so he goes, oh, you know, I'm terribly sorry. Yes, so I'll, I'll look into it and I'll find out what happens. So he goes off and he does whatever investigation. And about 45 minutes later, um, he comes into my office and he says, hey, I want to talk to you. I'm like, okay. So he pulls me over and he says, well, I, I looked into what happened and it turns out that that man actually had business in the building. So I'm like, really? You know, this is, this is Madison Avenue at 59th and 60th, very swank area, like not the kind of, and it's all business, right? It's, you know, office people and New Yorkers and whatever. I mean, yeah, it's New York, everybody dresses, whatever, but it didn't seem likely that somebody that looked and acted like him was gonna be in this, you know, uh, corporate office building. He goes, yeah, he actually had business being here. A few uh, floors above your office is a, um, a man, uh, like a, a showbiz uh, entertainment, um, I don't know, managers or something. And I'm like, oh, really? And he goes, yeah. He goes, you know, that, that guy was, uh, what's that guy's name? He's, um, you know, that rock band, uh, that lead singer, um, what's his name? Uh, you know, that, that band Kiss. And I'm like, Kiss? He goes, yeah, yeah, what's that guy's name? Gene Simmons. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> Gene Simmons. So Gene Simmons, <laughs> stalked me on my 22nd birthday, chased me down Madison Avenue on my 22nd birthday. And <laughs> I was like, but, in, but so that's my Leo story. But what I, what I, I remember thinking, okay, I'm, I'm shocked, but I'm also like, damn it. Because at the time they had this thing, like, you know, all of the band members always showed up in their kabuki makeup, right? You never saw them out of their kabuki kabuki makeup and they always said that if you ever found if you ever were able to take a photo of of one of them uh, without their makeup on that you would get a million dollars I don't know if anybody ever if you ever heard about that but I remember that very clearly that people were always trying to you know get a million from whomever I don't know but it was just this thing about that's how hard it was to get a photo of them out of makeup so I'm like oh my God, here was my chance if I only knew I could have made a million dollars. I could quit my day job that I just started. So anyway, that's my little Leo story. But you see, Leo involves show business and bravery <laughs> and speaking up and being courageous. Yeah, you might be terrified, but anyway. So, um, and it's just a great, it's one of my New York stories. So I just figured but Leo season here would be very apropos. So that was my big brush with with Gene Simmons of Kiss, and uh, yes, being being chased by by Gene and his little cohort. So anyway, that's my story for today, <laughs> and I hope you enjoyed that. And I hope that you have a wonderful, fun-loving, risk-taking, courageous, you know, take risks and gamble 
gamble with life in a safe way, of course, but, you know, just play, play big, play big and be brave. And, um, and so that's my, um, my uh, advice for Leo season. All right. Have a great one. Enjoy. And I will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, this is Irliana Samsara, Star Sound Speaks. Um, oh, wait, I, great yoga pose, Surya Namaskar, sun salutation. So salute the sun because we are the sun, right? The sun salutation in yoga, it's a series. It, it, it's, I always call it mother, mother uh, nature's uh, cup of coffee uh, <laughs> to wake us up and we greet the sun and we literally bring those rays of the sun into our body. So that's a nice, it's always good to do, but hey, it's Leo season, so it's extra special. Um, so you might want to consider doing that. And if you, if you uh, don't know how to spell Surya Namaskar, no problem. Just type in sun salutation into Google and you can see videos of uh, how it's done. But it's a great way to start the day. And uh, don't do it when you go into bed because it definitely keeps you up. I found that out the hard way, <laughs> unless you want to become dumb. Um, so anyway, that's all. That's all for today. Just wanted to share that. And um, we will see you all next time. Thank you so much. This is Irliana Samsara, Star Sound Speaks, starsoundastrology.com. Thank you all for listening. Namaste.